This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to An Animal Saved My Life. I'm Rocky Kanaka. Today, we're going to hear from Sam about her mini horse, Rocky. No relation. Sam's story is about the power of the human-animal bond. This relationship is perhaps the most important in Sam's life. It got her through the toughest moments in her life, including her parents' divorce and some rough years as a young adult. And now, Rocky the mini horse provides therapy for others. My name is Samantha Breitling. I am 27 years old and I live in Glendale, Arizona. Um, I am engaged to a wonderful man and we have six horses and two dogs. Wow, that is that is a big family. Yeah, I started with Rocky. He was the first horse that I got. Um, I've had him approximately almost 16 years now. And he was the number one, the number one horse. And wow. Yeah. I'm pretty sure at this point, everyone in my life knows that Rocky is number one. Um, he, We always refer to him as the favorite child because we do have the five other horses and the, and the dogs. But starting high school, my parents divorced, having so many jobs, graduating college, um, moving so many times. We, we have, he has national titles under his name. Um, Rocky was the constant thing that I so desperately needed. And he, he was always there for me. And, you know, now that we're getting married, he, he was the one and only horse that I wanted to be in our wedding. And I told my fiance, I said, Hey, if, if we're ever going to have kids, like Rocky has to be in the room when I have kids. Like he is a part of everything that I do. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I think that's a little overboard, but he's, he's a big part of our life. <laughs> Everyone needs a friend, and Rocky was, like, my best friend. Um, when I was, uh, right before I turned 19, I was uh, kicked out of my my living situation and had to move in with some friends. Um, and even though I, I didn't have a lot of money and I was struggling to, you know, put food on the table for myself, I never worried about Rocky or what Rocky was doing or if Rocky was okay or if Rocky had enough food because he was always my number one priority. He he was the one that was taken care of first before I even considered what I was going to have for dinner or how I was going to get fuel in my car or anything like that. He he is just so much more of that companion and that thing that I've always needed in my life, that, that permanent fixture for me. That's Rocky. Can you describe Rocky to me? Tell me all about him. What's he look like? What's his personality like? I got to know more. Rocky is... A bundle of joy. He's only 32 inches tall, which can be a little bit shocking, um, but he's a miniature horse. So all 225 pounds of him is all bundled up at just under 32 inches tall. <laughs> he is brown and white. Um, it's a color called Bay. He has a black mane and tail, and he has brown and white spots all over his body. He has big brown eyes and a perfect little star on his forehead. And then right on his nose, he has right in the center of his nostrils, he has a big white um, little spot on him. And I always tell people that the spot used to be brown like the rest of his nose, but it turned white because I gave him so many kisses. And when we go to schools or around kids, people love that. Cute. I, I love that. 
Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. So, so Rocky is a mini horse. What is Rocky's personality like? Rocky is a businessman. He's all business. He's not a lot of play. He's super serious about everything that he's doing. So whether he is competing in a horse show or he's going and doing his therapy work, he is all business and doesn't like to be interrupted on what he's doing. He knows that he's here for a job. He's ready for the job. And then when he's done with the job, he wants to go and roll in the dirt and eat as much food as he possibly can. How did you first get interested in horses? I started riding when I was six. I started taking lessons um, at this facility. And I just remember when we first went there, you had to be seven years old to ride. And so my parents lied and said I was seven so that I could start riding horses earlier. (laughs) My first interactions with horses was just total admiration. They're so big. And I remember just being so little. They were these powerful animals, but they had so much affection to give to all of the lesson kids that were there. And I just remember the first time that I ever rode, it was one of the most freeing experiences that I've ever had. And I don't think I'll ever be able to replace that feeling again. You know, horses are very complex animals. Have you ever had a a challenging time with a horse or a bad experience? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, Rocky is challenging in, in his own way. He's He can be stubborn too. And I think now in his old age, he's gotten to the point where he thinks he knows more than I do. Um, so he's like, don't worry, mom, I got this. And I'm like, no, Rocky, that's not what we're doing today. And then he's like, oh, 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 you want me to do this? Oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. But definitely, I mean, horses, they have their, their, their own beings. They have a mind of their own. You're really trying to convince them to do things that you want them to do in the end. <laughs> Okay, so you had a traumatic experience with a horse once. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, when I was, um, right before I turned 12, I was on a trail ride with a friend riding out in the desert here in Arizona, and my horse ended up having a heart attack, and uh, he passed away while I was riding him. So as a young, I mean, I think for any person, that's a pretty traumatic experience, but especially because I was so young. Uh, So that kind of really turn me off from riding. Uh, I wanted to still be involved with horses, but not ride them. And so I started to volunteer at a small equine rescue. So like a miniature horse or a pony rescue. And that's where I met Rocky. How did you first meet Rocky? When I was at this uh, rescue facility, I was working with a lot of different types of horses, like ponies and miniature horses and horses that came from all types of different um, backgrounds. Um, It was about an hour drive from where we were living at the time, and my dad would drive me all the way out to this rescue. He would leave me out there. I would spend like eight to ten hours at this barn, and once the owner realized that um, I had a little bit of horse knowledge and can kind of fend for myself a little bit she started to assign me projects to work on every time that I was there so every the once a week that I would go there I would have to work with these horses to get them to a point where they were able to be adoptable um, to the public and Rocky was one of my assigned projects okay how, uh, how old were you I w- at this point I was 12 so middle school and um, when I remember the first time that I actually had to go and capture Rocky out in it was like a dry lot pasture and he was turned out with a couple other horses um, and it probably took me I don't know like three to four hours to actually catch him because he was wild I wish that there was a camera back then that could probably videotape us because (laughs) that would be submitted to like America's Funniest Home Videos and could win us some money (laughs) All right, after the break, we're going to hear about how Sam, the middle school kid, and Rocky, the mini horse, began to build a lifelong relationship. 
So not long after that, we really started to work together and bond together. The owner kind of took me under her wing and she was able to teach me things that miniature horses do and how to get them to um, put their feet where they need to be, like to stand square is the term. And it's just basically to get them to like line up perfectly, Um, how to back up, how to lead properly next to you, how to side pass over objects. So just kind of do a little bit of different things. Um, And so we would go through these like small training sessions and then I would have to go and work with my other horse and then go and work with a different horse after that. And during those long days, I packed my lunch. And when it was time for lunch, I would go in Rocky's stall and I would just sit there and I would eat my lunch out of my paper bag. And Rocky and I just grew our bond by meeting me eating a bite of my sandwich and him eating a bite of my sandwich and him eating some of my Pop-Tart and me eating some of my Pop-Tart. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely grew our bond there. And that kind of... Um, just grew over the years and I think I I was only about I was right in high school so I was probably 13 14 when I first got the opportunity to show him do you remember any particular bad days when Rocky helped you feel better Rocky has been there through every major milestone in my life but specifically I think one of the first ones was when my parents got divorced and not only was I a freshman in high school, but now I was also going through this. And so I think when you're a teenager and you're that young and you're going through all of these different changes in your life and you're trying to find out who you are as a person, I mean, everything just kind of feeds into this, you know, this feeling of like, who am I and what am I worth and why is this happening in my life? And so he was just kind of my lean on that I would turn to and Uh, really just focus all of my energy and attention on him so that I wouldn't get off focus on what I was doing. Um, During my whole high school career, the four years, we ended up moving eight times. um, And Rocky was the one thing that I knew where he was at all times in my life. And I was always able to go out and see him on specific days, at specific times. And it was that therapist that I needed to listen to me. And he never said a word back. But he didn't have to just just him being there, just being still while I cried, while I brushed his mane, while I braided my tears into his hair. He just was there for me. When Sam was a teenager, her family life became tumultuous, but Rocky got her through it. The owner of the rescue where Sam worked could see just how important they were to each other. And so when Sam turned 17, the owner of the rescue ranch gave her Rocky and immediately he became her number one priority. Rocky is one of the most stable things in my life. And and when anything goes wrong, my first thought is always him. And, and, you know, I've been through a lot of struggles in my life and I've always tried to keep pushing through for him because to me, I mean, it sounds selfish, but I don't think anyone could care for him the way that I care for him. Um, So I went to school um, and I worked four jobs and able to afford a living situation and Rocky as well as all of the horse shows that we attended. And if if I if something happened to me or if 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 I didn't make it through some of these hard times, like what would happen to him? And that thought is so I can't even imagine it. It is just I want to make sure he's always here. So you you worked hard to support him. How did he support you? I mean, when I was so when I was in my late teens, early twenties, just not sure of where I was going or where I was going to live, how I was going to survive, how I was going to move on. Sam was living on her own and struggling to find stable housing. Rocky was now her only family. 
I always would turn to Rocky and, and go see him just to kind of get a, a clarity or a sense of relief to see what my next step was. Um, when I was 25, my mom passed away and Rocky was the first person or horse that I went to. Um, and I probably cried in his stall for hours. Since then, Sam has never questioned Rocky's place in her life, even when other people were a little confused by their relationship. My family and even my fiancé at first, they didn't really understand miniature horses. They're like, well, you can't even ride him. Why do you have a miniature horse? And I'm like, oh, you have no idea <laughs> the the greatness that he offers to my life. And, you know, we do therapy work for people like myself, um, you know, that just need that little pick-me-up and that little head to hold when they're in the bed. And, and when things aren't going right, they can just look at Rocky and talk to Rocky and he doesn't have to say anything back. It just makes it so much better. Can you tell me more about that? What, what do you guys do to give back? I think Rocky was such an impactful being in my life that when I realized the need for therapy animals in certain aspects of the community, it really piqued my interest. Rocky's not just a show horse. He's not just a national champion. Um, he's so much more. And he offered me uncanny therapy and love and devotion when I needed it most. And if I can offer a little bit of that back to people that we've never met before, that's that's my biggest goal. I mean, Rocky has so much love to share, and if I can give someone a smile for the day for spending time with him, that makes everything worth it. We'll be right back after this quick break. So Sam recognized that Rocky was especially intuitive and could maybe help others in the way he had helped her. So he trained to be a therapy horse, and he and Sam offer equine therapy all over the region. We go to a lot of different facilities um, that offer all types of different, you know, care levels for people. So we go to nursing homes, we go to trauma centers, we go to um, children's therapy clinics, we go to retirement homes, we go to the VA hospital. I mean, we kind of travel all over um, like local Arizona to go to different places. We've been recruited to schools after there has been a traumatic event at the schools to offer some therapy. Um, usually we're the only horse there. There's like a lot of other dogs um, and some other therapy animals. But I mean, we, we really go all over and see all types of different people. Are there any especially memorable stories about Rocky meeting with any of the veterans? The veterans are one of our favorite places to go to. Absolutely. Um, we are really touched by their response. I, when any, when every time we go to any kind of facility, whether it's with the veterans or even at one of our trauma centers, um, we usually see a lot of older folks and they love to reminisce on their experience with horses when they see Rocky. Some of them have never seen a miniature horse before, um, but some of them have, or they had them when they were children. And those are good experiences where they can take a minute and step away from what they're doing and why they're in the facility that they're in and just kind of have happy thoughts, happy, happy memories. One elderly veteran named Mr. Bob was especially taken with Rocky. They met at a Veterans Affair hospital. Uh, Mr. Bob was nonverbal. Uh, he didn't speak 
to anybody at the at the place that we were attending. Um, and when Rocky goes to do visits, they always put up a flyer on the calendar saying that Rocky is coming in and to be prepared um, and to come to the community center beforehand. So when Rocky gets to his appointments, we usually go into the community centers. We we talk about it and then we do our room to room visits. And Mr. Bob would never come to the community centers Um we would always see him in the room to room visits. So when we went to his room, he did not want to greet us. Uh, he had his back towards us. Okay. And uh, when we let him know like, Hey, Rocky's here, dude, do you want to see Rocky? Uh, he turned around and looked at Rocky and then kind of did a double take. I don't think he was expecting to see a small horse. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Most people aren't. Um, and he turned his wheelchair around and he came wheeling up to Rocky and didn't even like slow down or hesitate. Just went right up to him and he grabbed his head and he put his head, his forehead onto Rocky's head and just sat there for a moment. Uh, just, it was probably only, I don't know, like 10 seconds, but it felt like a lifetime. And all of us, we just kind of stood there, the activities director and myself, and and we just, like, were in awe of the moment of what was happening because he, you could tell he was really interested in Rocky, but didn't really know how to express it. From that moment forward, uh, he would always draw pictures. And we when, when we do patient um visits with Rocky as well. They always, usually the activities directors will take pictures as well. And um, they give them to the patients and we would always go past his room and he would have these pictures hanging on his door of just Rocky. Those are the only pictures that were on there. It was so sweet to see. That, that is really sweet. And that that's so great that you could all do that. Um, wh- what about schools? Any memorable stories when you visit schools or, or kids that Rocky was able to help? Absolutely. One of the recent ones that we were contacted, it was through our um, therapy agency called Pet Partners. And there was um, a traumatic event that happened at one of our local schools where one of um, one of the teachers was uh, had passed away. Um, so we went to the school with Rocky and we were there with a couple other dogs. And we would we went into their library, their like community area. And Rocky was able just to stand there. And I, I'm pretty sure all of the kids there surrounded Rocky (laughs) while these dogs were just standing there waiting for their turn to be pet. Uh, (laughs) And he just sat there and he let these kids just love on him. And some of them you could tell were just crying. Um, Some of them really probably didn't comprehend what was going on. It was a third grade um, class level that we were visiting. Um, But he just sat there and he let them touch. And you could tell some of the teachers were like, don't go behind a horse. They could kick you. And I was like, don't worry. Rocky's safe. If he wasn't safe, he probably wouldn't be here. Um, (laughs) But he just sat there and he had his head lower. And these kids were pulling his ears and poking his nose and brushing his side and braiding his tail. And he was just quiet. And he let them do everything that they wanted to do to him. Not every horse is that patient uh, by any means. Do you think Rocky knows? He understands what's going on? It took a long time for Rocky to be the therapy horse that he is. He's 18 this coming year, um, but we haven't. We didn't start doing therapy work until about six years ago. Um, and I think a lot of it was through training. Um, a lot of it was through the horse show work that we do um, in preparing to go to horse shows at a national level. Um, but I think a lot of it also has to do with his heart. And when I say he's all business, he knows when he's going in for a therapy job and he knows when he needs to be quiet, when he needs to place his head softly on on the bed to reach a patient who might not be able to come down to his level. 
He knows how to maneuver around um, expensive hospital equipment, not step on cords, not step on tubes, not be afraid of those loud noises or beeping machines. Um, he, he just is calm and he's very warm when he comes into the room. Wow. Now, walk me through a day of what it's like when you go out to give back to the community. Um, where, where do you guys go? How do, how do you, uh, how does Rocky ride along and what's her, what's his temperament? How long can he do these activities for? We usually just limit everything to about two hours and that's enough time for his mental capacity and his bladder usually to, to withstand. Um, but it's funny that you mentioned transportation. So in the early days when I was younger, I had a two-door red car um, that was a manual. And I thought, hey, I want to take Rocky trick-or-treating with me, but I don't have a horse trailer. <laughs> so I'm going to put him in the back seat of the car. Okay. And I did. And I fed him crackers over my shoulder to make him stand in place and not freak out or anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, as we got older, I was able to get a truck. And now he rides in the back seat of the truck with the window down and the wind blowing through his hair. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, Rocky is living the life. He is, yep, and it's every it is such a crack up to see people's faces when they see Rocky rolling down the road, or even when they see me load him up in the truck or unload him, they're like, "That fit in the back seat? Like, wait, did I just see uh, what I what I think I saw?" We get a lot of double takes. <laughs> people are like, "Oh, look, it's a do- wait, it's wait. a horse. <laughs> that's a big dog." Um, oh, that that's fantastic. What's Rocky's favorite treat? Rocky loves pop tarts. <laughs> <laughs> well, how how did he get started on those? <laughs> um, well, remember those long trips to the barn? <laughs> we, I would always bring breakfast. And as a kid, my taste buds were very limited. And we would have s'mores Pop-Tarts. And I would bring that out there. And as soon as he heard the crinkling of the wrapper, of the wrapper he would just be waiting for me, like basically begging for treats. He's not a very vocal horse, but he would stick his nose up and be like, I need some of that Pop-Tart from you before you even take a bite. What would your life be like without Rocky? Probably shambles. I I would almost guarantee shambles because I worked, everything that I work for and so hard is for him to have like, the best life that he could possibly have. Um, I went to college to get a good degree, to get a good job so that I could support us um, and make sure that we had the best accommodations and living situations for both of us. And I think without Rocky, without those life experiences, without all of those things that I've learned about myself and about you know, loving someone unconditionally and, and looking past their physical appearances and, you know, all, all of those major skills that he has taught me, I would be a totally different person, probably someone that I wouldn't even want to be friends with. Hmm. If Rocky could understand 100% of what you were saying, what would you say to him? Oh my gosh, now I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'd probably just say thank you. And... I love you would probably be it. What do you think he would say to you? Probably where are the Pop-Tarts or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I would hope that he would be proud of me and of us. 
Rocky is the main focus with everything. And I always joke, like, everything's about Rocky. I'm just his handler. I'm just a chauffeur. I just take him places and lead him around. Because all of the stuff that Rocky does is because he is such a great horse. And he has the greatest personality. and, And he saved me and rescued me and was able to show me what it felt to be loved. Now he can do that to other people too. You can follow Sam and Rocky on Instagram at SamboBam. That's S-A-M-M-B-O-B-A-M-M. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe for more stories of amazing animals. I'm Rocky Kanaka, and this is an Animal Save My Life.